Welcome to the Association Hub podcast, a bite-sized series of weekly inspiration designed to keep curious association professionals inspired. Our topics will cover everything from membership growth to online communities, technology and sponsorship and beyond that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Association Hub podcast, your weekly inspiration on all things membership and associations. I'm Elena Lima, and joining me the fabulous Angela Shelton. Angela, it's always a delight to co-host with you. Oh, thanks, Lena. I'm always excited when we get together to have a chat about our guest interviews. Today's episode, I know, is particularly close to your heart. We're diving into the dynamic world of association and membership marketing. That's right, Angela. Look, I've been working in marketing my whole career since I was 17. And to be honest, I don't know how to do anything else. And uh, since I moved to Australia almost 15 years ago now, I got into the association world and I got into the association world accidentally, as a lot of us do. But since I got into the uh, this sector, since then my membership marketing is absolute passion. And it's, uh, it's been always exciting to catch up with other marketers because there are not so many of us. And sometimes our marketing job can be isolating because other marketers, they are slightly different and have slightly different challenges. That's incredible. I mean, we know association marketing is such a unique and challenging field. And, you know, even with all your 17 years, I'm sure you're still learning new stuff every day. But with all the priorities associations are looking at in terms of their association brand, member recruitment, ongoing engagement, retention, content marketing, websites, social media, it just goes on and on. There is just so much to juggle. It's certainly not easy, especially with such small teams. And during my career in the association sector, I've seen quite a few marketers who found this overwhelming because some of marketers love to focus on one, one of the area and it's almost impossible in associations. But I also know quite a few who enjoys this fast and dynamic space and my background is media, so it was also very fast and dynamic and stressful sometimes. So I enjoy this space and there are a lot of people who enjoy it too. So and our guest today, he is definitely among them and among those who love this space and, and variety of different tasks. So I'm very excited to chat to him. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more. Tell me who is it? So today's guest is Ariel Tate. He's a marketing and communication manager at the Australia Dental Association, but he's also got experience in other associations. And he is a seasoned professional in association marketing. And uh, his journeys and insights are going to be incredibly valuable to anyone in the field and looking to find new ways of engaging with members, recruiting new members, and all things membership marketing. Wow. I am very excited to listen to everything that uh, Ariel's got to share with us today. But before we jump into our conversation, I'd love to remind our listeners to follow and subscribe to our podcast. Your support helps us continue bringing these insightful discussions to you. And if you find our episodes insightful, don't forget to share them. Share with your colleagues on social media or even in old school emails would work too. Every share helps us reach more listeners who benefit from our conversations. And speaking of marketing, I can't miss an opportunity, Elena. We've got so much lined up this year. And as a market, I'm sure you'd be proud of me taking any opportunity I could get. But for all of our listeners, we have some incredible events that I would love to do a little cheeky shout out for. You can take a look at them at www.ants.net.au. But as a quick overview, we've got our incredible Associations Reimagined AI conference coming up on 15 March. We've also got an events retreat where we're going to be really looking at things from a very innovative angle and we've got our leaders retreat and our leaders exchanges so if you'd like to find out more drop your message or come join the community 
Nice pitch, Angela. I'm sure that all the marketers who are listening now would be very proud of you. So now let's get dive into the world of succession marketing. It's a topic that's constantly evolving and we can't wait to share and explore with Ariel. Stay tuned. Hi, Ariel, and welcome to the Association Hub podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Elena, and hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Ariel, I'm absolutely excited having this conversation with you because, as you know, I am a marketer, and for the last 15 years, I've been working in the Association sector as a marketer. So it's very relatable, everything that you, your experiences that you go through, and my experiences. I'm very excited about this conversation. But first things first, please do introduce a little bit yourself and what you do in the Dental Association. Yeah, sure. So I think like you, marketing's just been my life ever since I was young. I was always very creative. I would do things like um, for a while I was creating a family newsletter and sending, getting mum to send it out to relatives. And my dad ran a, a steel fabrication business. And I used to, you know, as a 12-year-old, want to help with like logos and letterheads and things like that for him. So I've always just been very interested in, I guess, how we can, yeah, connect with with customers and clients and, and build those relationships. So after studying my first full-time role was with a community organization. So it was called Connections Community Development and worked in new housing estates, mostly in Sydney, but it did extend to other parts of the country. So my role there was overseeing event marketing, community newsletters, all sorts of, I guess, different things to help connect new residents of, of housing estates to each other. So that was quite fun working in, in the community. After that, I did work for a while at Gloria Jean's Coffees at the head office there in the marketing team. So that was my only sort of, I guess, for-profit stint. <laughs> I was there for only a few months before the whole marketing team was made redundant as part of the acquisition. So I saw the very um, cutthroat aspects of, of big corporations. So following that- so That wasn't a very good experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I did, back to non-for-profit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did learn a fair bit through that. So. I actually took the career break there to go traveling through Europe for six months. So definitely something that was worth doing. But when I came back, I obviously needed to work again. So I did apply for lots of jobs and ended up landing a job with the Chiropractors Association of Australia. So that was my first association experience. So I started there in 2015 and starting in a junior role within a year was promoted to manage the team, which was a really great experience. And I really enjoyed the, I guess, belief that the organization had in me to take on that role. So one of the first big tasks we had in my time there was we actually went through a merger of all the state and territory branches and the federal body into one. So we became a national organization. So as part of that, there was a renaming and a rebranding. So it was great to work across that and help to, I guess, reestablish the identity of the association. And I came in at a really pivotal time with social media and things like that. So it was great to really elevate, I guess, the digital experience of, of the association. So yeah, that was that was great. I was there all up for seven years. I, um, for a while before finishing up, was ready to probably have the next challenge, but that sort of coincided with COVID where things were a bit more challenging to, to find new roles. So in May, 2022, I took up a very similar role with the Australian Dental Association. So I've been there for 
18 months now and have enjoyed working there and I'm working at the, the federal body. So the, the ADA is still a, a, a federation. So there's state and territory branches. So I work in the federal office, working of course with our um, counterparts across the country. Yeah, it's a very yeah great role, great team to work with. And um, yeah, it's been great to sort of, I guess, take that association experience, but into a different industry and learn, you know, about dental and I mean, I think I'm still learning. There's still a lot to wrap my head around, all the different scientific terms and things. But yeah, a year and a half on, it's been great. That's what's the most exciting part of working with associations for me is that you have to learn about so many industries. And I have such a range, different range of clients and learning about their peculiarities of how they run the business from Today you're working with banana growth and tomorrow you're working with the family daycare and they're just like completely different industries and and as you said, the, the terms that they're using and, and everything is just so fascinating. You mentioned that back in the chiropractor association, you dealt with quite a lot of projects and I guess this is the nature of marketing in associations that you're not just going and saying, okay, I'm content writer or okay, I'm social media manager or okay, I'm designer, but you kind of have to do it all and apply all the skills. Are you enjoying this variety of being an association marketer? Yeah, definitely. And I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there. I, I personally love the variety. I think the downside of working for a big organization is that your your role becomes quite pigeonholed. So, you know, you might be specifically looking after just EDMs or website updates or social media, and sometimes even as specific as the exact channel within that organization. So, I quite enjoy the the variety of different channels and product and services that we get to work across. Yeah, I also love that my favorite part about working with association is that in every association, they unite the best people of the industry. It's you always deal with the people who not just come there to work nine to five. They really passionate about their profession and they stay because you deal with all the volunteers, with, with the committee members, with the board members. And it's these people are really passionate about the profession and the, you have to you know experience this dedication to the profession. What's your the variety and apart from dealing with people, what's your favorite part of being a marketer in, in association world? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things I've always loved about working in the associations is getting to meet members and, and hearing their stories. It's great to get to be on the ground, you know, whether it's an event or visiting, in my case, having, having worked a lot with healthcare associations, getting to visit their practice and just better understanding their day-to-day challenges as well as hearing about how the association has been able to help them and to, you know, sometimes be able to capture those stories, to be able to, you know, use that to think about ways that we can better communicate things to members. Because I think the challenge sometimes we have is that, you know, we come from it from our perspective as marketers or professional association staff. And I think we sometimes lose sight of what they're thinking and how they're needing to be talked to. So it's always helpful to be able to connect with them. And what are the main challenges? We're talking all about the good stuff, but definitely working as a marketing associations have its challenges and difficulties. What's what are they for you? Well, I think maybe two challenges come to mind. I'll start with the one that's I've got probably less to say on. I think sometimes we have to work out which lane we're in when it comes to connecting with members. I know that a lot of associations will have a membership team as well as some sort of marketing and communications function. Now, sometimes those teams are also connected and sometimes they're not. 
and when they're not, and I've generally worked in places where they're not, you have to make sure that you have a great relationship to work well together so that you're not competing for the relationship with members because obviously marketing in its essence is is the relationship with customers or in our case members. But because we have a membership team, that's also their role. So working in with each other is really important to make sure that we we collaborate and we, we don't step on each other's toes. And I, I know I've certainly gotten that wrong at times and had to rethink the approach and, and, and levels of consultation. I couldn't agree more with that. It's to be honest, these teams need to be interrelated, same as with the events team, because Together, I'm a big advocate for thinking about the membership from the member experience point of view. And if you think it's member experience, if the membership and marketing team work in disconnect, you receive one message as a promotion, and then you go into the membership team and you receive service that's absolutely not meeting your expectations because marketing created this exciting expectation, this, 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 and that. And then you come to the membership team and they say, no, that's actually, this is not how it works. I'm a huge advocate for these teams to work together. So it's a very good point. I definitely agree. And I think one thing I've really tried to do as much as I can is always have great relationships with all the different departments, even beyond membership. You know, you want to make sure that you're keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening, you know, whether it's with the policy advocacy team to make sure that you're aware of the key meetings so that you can help communicate those to members and the key outcomes that come from those working in with your you know, CPD events team to make sure that you're aware of events coming down the pipeline and, and messaging and stats on registration so that you can adapt your your strategy. So there's, there's definitely a great need to work collaboratively across the board. But the other challenge that comes to mind would be budgets. So obviously working in associations, unlike you know for-profit organizations, the budgets can be quite small sometimes. And so I'm someone who's very visionary in nature. I've fortunately always worked with teams of people who aren't and are the doers. And I think that's a great a great balance. I think if, if I worked in a team where everyone's visionary, but no one was there to actually get it all done, or we were all just the doers, but no one had great ideas, it would, wouldn't be as ideal. But I've always had a lot more dreams and visions of what we can do than the, the resourcing allows for. But I, I think that's probably a good problem to have and it's caused me to always rethink how we can do things and do them creatively without having to cost so much. So, for example, there were times where we would do, you know, campaign shoots. So with the chiropractors, we did a back to school campaign that ran during January and February. And a big part of that was around using a backpack correctly. And, you know, I would I would get, you know, my um, nephew and niece to be the models in the shoot because uh, <laughs> they could do it for free. And you know, it was always about finding ways to, to save money, reusing, you know, borrowing things for props or, you know, using people that you know to bring the cost down. So I think it's just about thinking outside the box and you don't always need to go to big production companies and, you know, they'll charge for everything. But if you can manage those projects yourself, I guess you sort of have to put on the hat of being a producer and you have to get a little bit more involved in the details of, of everything. But it definitely means that you can do a lot more and you can um, also be a lot more involved in the creative control. Yeah, there is also a lot of, I guess, uh, raise the current technology and try new tools and uh, there might be all these services like uh, Fever or Upwork, something like that. I agree with you. You just have to be a little bit more creative in order to do the stuff that you want to do with the budgets that you have. Tell me about your biggest project. What's What would be your highlight in your career so far? 
Oh, that's that's a big question. I think <laughs> I think maybe definitely one of the career highlights was the rebranding that we did with the Chiropractors Association. So that was really exciting. So I got to um, manage the whole project end to end. So once so it started with me attending a board meeting and presenting two ideas. One was an evolution and one was a revolution. So it was whether we wanted to go down a more safe conservative path of taking the existing branding but sort of reformatting it for a new era of the association or sort of completely throw out the old and come up with something brand new and the board actually didn't want to go ahead with the revolution so we kick-started that project with a branding agency and went through some small group you know market research and all the way through to presenting different options to board meetings and then getting to update everything was part of that there was a new website we you know redid all the signage and everything at the office all the the collateral it was um it was a big project but loved the final results and the branding was a little bit contentious at first i think there was just a lot of um a lot of recognition and love for the old branding but i think after at least a year i would say all of that went everyone got quite used to it and really appreciated the what the new branding could do it was also great to be able to take what was a really big mismatch of all these different brands that didn't kind of relate well together because you know you, you over time you develop all these i guess sub brands in isolation and so they didn't sort of work cohesively at all so it was great to be able to as part of that project with the branding agency to rethink all right we've got all these say special interest groups that all have their own look and feel how can we sort of coordinate that together so it was great to be able to think quite holistically in all of that so it was a big big project but i love the final result and definitely something i look very proudly on it's always great to see the brands you touched on how it you know and then you leave and like how they develop it's always nice feeling the last question would be ariel if um a marketer coming from for profit background or just any general related industry and they start the association career. And I know that you have in your team quite a few marketers who just started in the association world. What would be your main tip? What's the main difference and the main challenge and the main thing that you have to pay attention when you work in association opposed to any other company or industry? Oh, that's a really good question. So I think one of the big things to start off with is really understanding the industry. I think marketers can sometimes maybe naively think that marketing just works the same in every place that they go but each individual organization and i think particularly in associations there's a lot of unique nuances in how things operate and that can be anything from like i said earlier about how different teams work together to kind of even do that marketing function through to the restrictions on i guess budget compared to for profit organizations or even down to, I guess, sometimes the the role that members and say particularly boards and committees might have over certain aspects of the organization. I know I've heard of associations where any change to the branding or to certain, you know, marketing materials has to go through committees or boards to get approved. So fortunately, I haven't had to work in that sort of um, <laughs> level of um, operational challenge, but, but those are certainly the considerations to have that said, I, you know, there's certainly the need for a lot more consultation, but potentially other organizations. Members can be very 
protective over certain aspects of their association, especially those that get really involved. So it's about sometimes knowing all those people to involve as part of that. I guess, yeah, organizationally they do, there is a quite a difference to, you know, for-profit organizations in in how you engage with your customers. But I think that's that challenge is also what makes it more special in that you get to be much more involved. I, I you know, I've never worked, say, at a company like Coca-Cola, but, you know, I don't imagine that they would have customers that join committees and, and want to get involved and that you get to work with. So, you know, the, the that challenge is also the beauty and that you get to be so connected to the people you're there to help. You hear the, the, the voice of your customers and members directly and it's, it's, a, it's a great. And also, I think another advantage for us and we're lucky as association marketers to have so much data on our customers that we have delve in and we can segment and personalize. I don't oh, exactly. think any, I think, any I think sometimes we don't even use that data enough. We've got so much don't. data at our disposal, but we, we get so busy that's, moving on to the next campaign that we yeah. stop to think about how we can better use yes. that data. And, and, and that's exactly right. I think we're very lucky with the data, but it's about educating ourselves on how to use this data and how to utilize it properly. Thank you so much, Ariel, for your time and for your sharing your experience and insights. I hope oh, it was it's been a pleasure. We will be able to recruit a few more marketers in our industry. We really need a few new creative people in the industry. So We definitely do. <laughs> I'm looking forward to looking at all your projects in the future. I love following you on LinkedIn and see all your adventures. So let's keep in touch. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Yolanda. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe. And if you'd like to join the conversation, reach out to us at associationhubpodcast.com. You can also find out more at answers.net.au and memberboat.com.au. Until next time, stay curious.